Morning. Today we have the story of Zacchaeus, uh, one that uh, most of us are very familiar with. You probably remember hearing the song or learning the song when you were little. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. And um, if you don't have access to that song, I'll post a, a link. I'll find uh, that song and post a link so you can, especially with the little kids, uh, teach them the song. It's a great song. Uh, one that you know little kids love. The story of Zacchaeus is is found in the Gospel of Luke, and Luke, remember, is a doctor. Uh, and as a doctor, he portrays Christ. Uh, his, his primary portrayal of Christ is as a healer, uh, one who not only heals the body, but even the soul. And you see in the Gospel of Luke, Luke's fascination, his his amazement at uh, how well Jesus is able to heal people. Uh, as a doctor, no doubt Luke you know, desired himself uh, to be able to to not only heal people's bodies, but also uh, to heal their spirit and their soul, and and was probably just in awe of this this Messiah, this Son of God, who was able to so uh, completely heal people, body and soul. And so we're going to see that uh, in the story of Zacchaeus, Jesus as the healer who heals this this broken man, uh, this man who, like so many of us, is broken uh, by his own sin, and how Jesus uh, heals him with the forgiveness of sins. We're also going to see in the story of Zacchaeus, uh, Zacchaeus both Zacchaeus and the, the Pharisees and the Jews in the, this account are an excellent mirror for us, uh, showing us our own brokenness. In Zacchaeus, we, we see our own brokenness. And in the, the Pharisees and the Jews, we see our own sinfulness, our own hypocrisy, uh, and very vividly uh, displaying, showing to us uh, just how often we fall into the same types of uh, hypocrisy and, and sinful thoughts that, that we see in, in the Pharisees and, and the Jews of, of our story. Jesus enters Jericho. He, he entered Jericho and was passing through. That's uh, pretty normal. He was coming down from Galilee on his way to Jerusalem, and uh, people would often stop in Jericho for the night. Uh, the, the road to Jerusalem wasn't uh, that far from Jericho, but it was all uphill. Uh, it was uh, probably about 2,000 feet uh, in elevation, so it was a rather arduous climb up. Uh, and in fact, if if you hadn't noticed before, uh, when when the Jews talk about going to Jerusalem, they always talk about going going up to Jerusalem and going down from Jerusalem. Those are directions. Jerusalem is always up, and any place other than Jerusalem is always down from Jerusalem. And it's not because uh, Jerusalem is in the far north, but because it's so high in elevation, you you always go up to Jerusalem. And of course, there's a whole a whole bunch of psalms in the Old Testament. They are called songs of psalms of ascent uh, because they were so often associated with going up to Jerusalem. They were sung on the way up that that hill. So uh, before uh, Jesus, uh, before the Jews make that arduous climb up to Jerusalem, they often stopped in Jericho, and and that was apparently Jesus's plan as well. So he enters into Jerusalem or into Jericho apparently with the plan to stay there. And there is this man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich. Luke makes you know mention of that specifically. Uh, and he wanted to see Jesus but was not able because of the crowd because he was a short man. And so running ahead, he climbed up a sycamore tree to see Jesus since he was about to pass that way.
Now, the tax collectors in particular were very much disliked by the Jews. I'm sure we've talked about this before. You probably know this. Uh, on the one hand, they were working for Rome, the hated enemy uh, of the Jewish people. Uh, the Romans were the invading force, right? The, the conquering imperialists. Uh, and so the Jews didn't like them because they wanted independence. But now, not only is, is Zacchaeus somebody who works for Rome, but he's coming around and taking their money. Nobody likes uh, the tax collector, right? And uh, doubly so when it works when they work for a foreign power. But even worse than that, Zacchaeus was himself a Jew. Uh, just his name shows us that very clearly. Zacchaeus is a Jewish name, uh, and it actually means uh, innocent or pure. Uh, so obviously Zacchaeus is, is not that. You know, it's, it's, his name is kind of a, a hypocrisy in and of itself. So the Jewish people had good reason to dislike tax collectors, and Zacchaeus is not only a tax collector, but he's the chief of the tax collectors. He's very rich, uh, and the way that tax collectors got rich was often by by the tax collectors would were wealthier just in so far as doing their job, but they could get. They could especially get wealthy, especially get rich by uh, defrauding the people, telling the people that they owed more taxes than they actually did, and that that Rome didn't really care. Uh, you know, Rome wasn't going to do anything about it as lo as long as Rome got their tax money. Uh, you know, if the tax collectors could get more out of the people uh, than what than what they were supposed to take, uh, you know, what what was it to them? Uh, they all they cared about was was getting the tax money that they owed them. So if the tax collectors inflated inflated the taxes the people owed yeah they didn't really have any recourse the people didn't really have any recourse how uh, they kind of had to pay it and so tax collectors often uh, did that and, and got wealthy by that uh, so here we have Zacchaeus he he was a, a, a betrayer he, he betrayed his own people worked for Rome stole from the people uh, and you can tell why there was very good reason to dislike him however uh What's really at what's really at the the heart of it here is not that Zacchaeus is a sinner. Uh, that's what they're going to accuse him of. Oh, he's he's a sinner, and, and Jesus is uh, sitting down with this sinner. But it's not really that Zacchaeus is a sinner that really bothers the Jews. What really bothers them is that he sinned against them, right? And that's so often the way of of it. You know, if we talk about Jesus uh, dying for and, and saving. Uh, some evil person, like like for example, uh, Hitler or Stalin or or Joseph Dahmer. We talk about how Jesus loves even even terrible people like this. We don't really get that worked up or worried about it. Okay, Jesus Jesus came to save sinners. That's that's good. That's great. But when we talk about Jesus forgiving those who have wronged us personally, that's when we really have a hard time with it, right? If somebody's done something really awful to us, if someone's betrayed us, if someone's really, really hurt us, and the pastor comes around and says, well, you should forgive them, Jesus forgives them, you know, that kind of makes us angry. Like, why Why should I forgive them? Look at what they did. They need to, to pay uh, for what they've, they've done to me. And even worse, if if someone has betrayed us personally and like let's say that somebody betrays us personally and then the pastor shows up and the pastor tells that person you're forgiven 
uh, without talking to us first. Wow, then then we're really going, you know, just right, just or a, a righteous anger there. How dare the pastor forgive that person? How dare God forgive that person? His offense was against me. And that's really what's going on at the heart of this story. It's not that Zacchaeus is a sinner. He was. Uh, Zacchaeus himself admits that and confronts that. It was that he had betrayed the Jewish people personally. And they that the idea that Jesus would eat with this man who had betrayed them, oh, that and that Jesus would forgive him? What, what right does Jesus have to forgive this man? And so that that justice, that so-called righteous anger there is, is really what's, what's driving uh, the Jews' anger and, and what so often uh, drives us and even offends us about God's forgiveness, that, that God would forgive somebody who, had, who has done this, this terrible thing against me personally. But when Jesus saw Zacchaeus, what does he say? When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, because today I must stay at your house. Those simple words of Jesus are all Zacchaeus needs to hear, uh, to know the love of Christ and the forgiveness that Christ came to bring. Just the fact that he's going to come and sit down with him and and have supper with him shows to Zacchaeus uh, Christ's love and willingness to forgive and, and to heal. Uh, now, as we mentioned, Zacchaeus was a broken man. Uh, like so many people, he decided to to follow the path of money in his life. Uh, how, you know, how can I get money? Thinking that that would make him happy, uh, and he'd become a tax collector uh, to to accumulate wealth for himself. But he found uh, from his actions, we can tell that he he found that that money that he thought was going to make him happy, that wealthy lifestyle that he thought was going to fulfill his joy, he had found it to be empty, uh, and 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 he himself was obviously uh, depressed in. in and sad and and lonely or or whatever else, he feeling guilty, all those feelings were probably mixed in there, but definitely he he found that he had pursued that life of the wealth of this world and and found the emptiness of it, and now he's stuck there. Uh, He doesn't know how to, like like all of us, uh, he's stuck in his own sin. It's not something he can fix, it's not something we can fix, even if he had done the right thing and given all the money back, what would he have had then? People wouldn't have been his friend. And he, his people still wouldn't have been his friends. His friends were his friends because of his money. Uh, he probably felt like, oh, he'd be lonely. How did? How does he get out? of that empty life that he had had chosen to pursue and and all of maybe some of us are you know aren't there because of money but uh, because of other sins that we've p- pursued in our life uh, and we just we get stuck in in these sins and we don't know how to to give them up we don't know how to be healed how to be fixed uh, and into that brokenness here comes Jesus and says Zacchaeus I want to come and eat with you. And, and sitting down for a meal with somebody, that's that's significant, right? To sit down with a meal with somebody is to say, you are my friend, right? I, I want to spend time with you. The The meal is very important to our lives. Uh, the meal is the, where the family gathers together and and brings us together. Eating together is a, is a sign of, of fellowship and and love and, and being together. That's why it's so important for families to sit down to meals to, at least once a day, to sit down to meals together, to put aside uh, the electronics that just fill our lives, right? And, and just sit down and, and talk as a family, uh, even if it's just that that one meal a day. And here, Jesus gives that that 
meal to Zacchaeus. And in so doing, he proclaims love and forgiveness and God's mercy to this broken sinner. So uh, Zacchaeus comes down. So he, he quickly came down and welcomed him joyfully. And all who saw it began to complain. He's gone to lodge with a, a sinful man. So there we have that that righteous indignation of the Jews. How dare Jesus forgive him? Look what he's done for us. Now, one of the things that really starkly shows the hypocrisy of ourselves and and of the Jewish people is when we compare this account uh, to the account of the Roman centurion. Remember the Roman centurion who uh, had uh, the the slave who was sick and asked Jesus to heal him. And the Jews come to the Jesus on behalf of the centurion and they say, Jesus, you, you need to come and heal this man. Man, he is worthy for his, his servant to be healed because look at all he's done for the Jewish people. He's built synagogues. You know, he's helped us out. What's the difference between Zacchaeus and the Roman centurion? Just like Zacchaeus, the Roman centurion served Rome, right? Just like Zacchaeus, the Roman centurion was part of the, the invading force. Uh, he commanded soldiers who were not any better than tax collectors. Uh, the soldiers would go around and, and steal and take from people and, and do what they wanted. Uh, they would, you know, demand money from people. They would live in people's homes. They, they did all kinds of, of, of sinful things against the people. And here's a, a centurion who's in charge of these, these hated Roman soldiers just as much as the, the hated tax collectors who served Rome. But the difference is, What's the difference? The difference is the centurion built synagogues. He did things for the people. Zacchaeus took things from the people. And that's what the heart of the difference, that's, that's how the Jewish people see it, right? He's a good man because he's given us things. Zacchaeus is a bad man because he's taken things from us. So the entirety of, of the Jewish idea of what makes people worthy for Christ to spend his time with them and, and what makes people unworthy to spend his time with them is all centered around that same issue, that question of money, right? Zacchaeus is taking money from us. He is unworthy. This centurion, he's giving us stuff. We like that. So he is worthy. Now, there's no doubt that what the centurion did was was a good thing to do. I, I'm, not, I'm not doubting that, but I'm just pointing out the view of the Jewish people is very selfish and very much centered on that question of money, just as much as, as Zacchaeus was. The Pharisees like to think of themselves as better than Zacchaeus. They they like to think of themselves as, as above uh, the things of this world, but they base their whole view on who is worthy and who is unworthy uh, on that basis of, well, who is giving us things and who is taking things from us. And and so far and so often we fall into that same sin, that same type of thinking that, well, somebody does something nice to us, so they are worthy and good. Uh, somebody else does something that we don't like, so they are unworthy and they are sinners. But Jesus came for all, didn't he? And he sees the brokenness and the sinfulness of the centurion just as much as Zacchaeus. He doesn't uh, dismiss Zacchaeus, uh, nor does he dismiss the centurion, but he came to die for all. As he says here in, in, in this account, I came to seek and to save the lost. Uh, Zacchaeus is broken and lost, and Christ shows him love and mercy and calls him back. The centurion, uh, he's not so broken. Uh, he seems to have a good faith, and, and Jesus uh, came uh, to help him as well and bring salvation to him uh, as well. 
but Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, so everyone's complaining. He is a sinful man. How does Zacchaeus respond? He stood there and said to the Lord, look, I'll give half of my possession to the poor Lord. And if I have extorted anything from anyone, I'll pay back four times as much. Uh, the law of Moses demanded that if anyone stole, he gives back twice what he stole. So you, you take a dollar from somebody, uh, you don't just repay them the dollar you stole, but in compensation because you stole from them, you give them two dollars. But Zacchaeus goes well beyond what the law said, and he says, I'll pay back four times as much. Why does Zacchaeus do this? Does Zacchaeus do this uh, to try and buy the Lord's love and forgiveness? No. The Lord's love and forgiveness has already been given. Zacchaeus is doing this in response to the Lord's love and forgiveness. And that's the way it always works. The Lord doesn't forgive him and sit down to eat with him because he promised to give back four times as much. Uh, Jesus first approaches him. And we talked about that in our, our sermon last Sunday, how how. Christ has to. He has to come and find us. We are so incapable of finding him. And so we see that in this story as well. Jesus comes to find Zacchaeus and to call him into God's grace and to God's forgiveness. And Zacchaeus, in response to that, let's go. His whole life, he's been holding on to the wealth of this world. This is the thing that's important to him. But no, have, seeing God's love and God's grace and God's forgiveness, he, he comes to the realization, he understands that the wealth of this world is nothing, that is meaningless, that it's not going to make him happy, that true joy is found in Christ. And he embraces that, that treasure, that greatest treasure, the treasure of, of Christ and his kingdom and his forgiveness, and let's go of the things of this world. I don't care about them anymore. Now that I have Christ is really what Zacchaeus is saying here. And I, I'll gladly give it back to the poor if that's what they want. They want the, the wealth of this world. Let them have it. I have Christ. Uh, that's really uh, Zacchaeus' response here. And it's also a confession of his sin. You know, he's acknowledging that what he did was wrong and he's going to uh, do what he can to make up for it. So, the, we, we must understand the correct order of events here. Jesus forgives and saves first. Jesus calls Zacchaeus and comes to his home first. And in response, Zacchaeus gives gives uh, what he has to help the poor, gives uh, to, to confesses his sins and gives uh, back uh, to those whom he has wronged. Uh, and so it's, it's a response to God's forgiveness. It's not the reason why. God has forgiven him. And Jesus says, today salvation has come to this house, Jesus told him, because he too is a son of Abraham, for the son of man has come to seek and to save the lost. Why? Notice, what does Jesus say? Why does, he spells it out. Why does salvation, why has salvation come to this house? Because, not because Zacchaeus gave uh, four times as much as he stole, not because of the promise that he has made, but because he too is a son of Abraham and because Jesus had come to seek and to save that which was lost. So salvation came to Zacchaeus, not because of what Zacchaeus did, but because of God's grace and mercy in sending his son to seek and to save those who are lost. So yes, we often are broken like Zacchaeus because of our own sin, stuck uh, in sinful, sinful habits, sinful lives, stuck in the consequences of the sinful decisions we've made in this life, stuck in this desire for the things of this world. We often find ourselves there, uh, just like Zacchaeus, but Christ came to seek and to save the lost. He, he comes uh, to call us and to, and to find us and to call us back and to heal 
uh, that which is broken. And we often are so hypocritical, like the Pharisees and the Jews in the story, uh, caring more about uh, what people have done to us and how they've treated us and thinking that Jesus ought to treat them in response to, to the way that they have treated us instead of uh, recognizing the grace of God that comes to seek and to save that lost. But Jesus uh, heals us from, from that, that consequence and that disease of our sin as well. Uh, blessings on your Sunday school lesson. Uh, let me know if you have any questions as always. Um,